Hey everybody, hey everybody. Welcome, welcome to another edition, edition of Video, of Video Mojo. Mojo. I'm John, John Leland, Leland, and I have a special guest, guest for you in the whole program. program. In, fact, in fact, let me, let show, me you. show you that. So this is a little countdown. We now have a four-course meal. We tee it up with a commentary, um, and then I have a collaborative conversation. And today, the guest is Neil Polachek, uh, a very wise business advisor who teaches small businesses to think like an app. And so we're going to talk about how to be more engaging online, particularly if you're a business owner. Uh, and then we invite your participation during the community campfire section. Um, ask us anything. We want to engage you in conversation. And we really appreciate uh, your participation. And then, as always, dessert in the four-course meal is the luscious links. And uh, I have a YouTuber recommendation for you, somebody who has really made a big difference and uh, from whom I've gotten a lot of good ideas on kind of multiple levels. So that'll be today's luscious link. So we go to tee it up. Commentary that I want to make today has to do with something that my friend Michael Cass, who has been a somewhat regular guest on Video Mojo, calls energetic literacy. And, you know, I've done now, you know, the video blog that became Video Mojo that has become this live broadcast uh, started out as something that was just me talking to camera. And now it's evolved into what I call conversational video marketing because it's so much more dynamic and real when there's a conversation. And I've ended up building this kind of elaborate webcasting studio, and it's now becoming part of the services that Combridges is providing. I'm happy to report that we have our first paying client doing um, live webcasting, and I'll talk more about that in future weeks. But the energetic part of it that I want to talk about, um, my friend Peter and a, another colleague at Combridges and I talk about following the juice. And, uh, you know, doing all of this work and me learning a new piece of software to do live webcasting has actually been fun. There's really been juice. But from a linear business logical point of view, you know, there's not a big audience. We do have a strong, loyal following, but it's small. I really appreciate those of you who are following. Um, but my point is, I like to say in the marketing world that you open the door and they come in through the windows. And that has been my experience. And I think that's how, you know, that's my energetic literacy insight is that by putting myself out there, by having fun, by learning this new software, the energy has shifted. And it isn't like linear, yes, I'm more visible and all that, but I think that there's an energy shift that comes from doing these shows that has resulted in new clients, new business, and, new, and good things happening that I call them coming in through the window. So I really want to encourage you to follow the juice, have fun, explore, experiment. That's really kind of one of our core values at Combridges. And from that, the energy shifts and good things happen. Sometimes it's a linear progression and other times it's strictly nonlinear and it has more to do with the energy shifting. So that's my commentary for today and thank you for listening. Now, now it's, it's time, time for part, part two, part two which, we which we call the Collaborative, collaborative Conversation. conversation. And and that's my, my interview segment. segment. And, and today, today I'm going to be talking, talking to, to Neil, Neil Polichek. Polichek. So, so Neil's think, think like, like an, an app methodology, methodology is really, is really kind, of kind of an innovation. Of innovation. Let's welcome, welcome my, my good friend, friend and, golf. and golf buddy, uh, Neil. How are you doing? Doing great. Nice to be here, John. 
Yeah, it's great to have you here. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming in by Skype. You look good. Uh, so think like an app. I know that the first thing you always want to say is that it, you're not telling people that they have to have an app. Um, tell us more about that. You know, what is think like an app and who is it for well, and what kind of difference does it make? Let me roll back the tape, as we say, a little bit. <clears throat> I was asked by Gannett, which owns USA Today. This was sort of middle of 2018. They wanted me to go out and speak to their business customers, their business owners, entrepreneurs, people in the marketplace. And they wanted me to actually do a presentation about the customer journey. And customer journey is an interesting topic. And I thought, well, but that's, that's you know, it's, maybe that's yesterday's news. And as I was sitting at my desk, scratching my head, wondering what I was going to say to these business owners, I, w I was actually staring at my phone. And as I was staring at my phone, I, I, I thought to myself, you know, what I really need to talk to these business owners about is how they have to reorient their business to think like an app. Because whether we like it or not, and whether it's good for us or not, and we that's a whole nother debate, that another show. But these devices are front and center in our lives now. And the apps that are on them are front and center. And if you look at any data out there, people are spending more and more and more and more time inside their phone, inside the apps, their preferred apps. Um, either they're reading or learning or communicating or buying or shopping. They're doing all, virtually everything through that phone. And it struck me that what I really wanted to tell business owners, local business owners, um, is that they had to reorient how they thought about the world and how they approached business so that they were more in sync with the way the modern consumer is experiencing the world through apps. So that was the premise. And you're right, I don't tell people to build an app. Some businesses, it might be a perfect solution. But what I wanted people to understand is, is that these apps are changing our expectations as modern consumers out here. We expect different things from the people we provide, we, we get goods and services from because of the way the app world has changed so much and changed our behaviors. And so that was really the genesis of then going out on the road with um, at, at, on Gannett's you know, uh, sponsored by Gannett and USA Today and, and all their properties. And we went to 25 or 30 cities across the United States in 2018 and 19. And, you know, these were not the cities we're used to going to, John. You know, I've been to L.A. and I've been to New York and I've been to Chicago and, you know, I live here in the Bay Area. These were places like York, Pennsylvania and Des Moines, Iowa and Lafayette, Louisiana. These were what I would call if in the marketing trade tier two or tier three markets. And what was so much fun about that is that these people were not jaded by living in, you know, New York or San Francisco. They were really intent on learning and understanding what I was talking about. And they were really it was some of the best stuff I've ever done in my 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 career. It was really fun. It's, it's so it's so cool. I mean, and the thing for me that I think makes it very real, we'll get into the practical aspects of it yeah. in a second. But, you know, having been in marketing communications for so many years, 
you know, I see that there's this whole spectrum of businesses. There's some that even in 2020 don't have websites. And obviously I'm involved all the time in educating people about social media. I talk about, you know, you wouldn't not answer your 800 number. I had to, when I talked at the Growing the Company conference back in the 80s, I said, you know, you really need to be responding to email the same way you're responding to your 800 yeah. number. Now I'm telling people, you really need to be on social media and engaging because some of your customers and they get to communicate with you how they want to communicate with you uh, are trying to talk to you on social media. If you're not there, you're not answering the social media phone. So yeah, how, and, what's and your experience in those real places about businesses getting involved? Well, you know, it's funny you, you bring up the phone because I'd ask this question, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I would ask this, these three questions. I'd say, how many of you like to listen to voicemail? No hands would go up, right? Then I'd say to them, these are all business owners. i say, how many of you business owners, and there were men and women, and they were, they were very diverse audiences, I say, how many of you like to um, listen to voicemail or leave a voicemail? No hands go up, okay? Then I'd say, so how many of you are still using voicemail as a primary means of communicating with your customers? And all these hands go up. And I'm, I say, look, you just told me you don't like it. You don't like it either as a recipient or as a sender of that. Why are you still doing that? That's a horrible experience today. It's a horrible Thanks. experience. It's, and, and, you know, those are the kinds of learnings and lessons we would go through in the, in the sessions that we, they were probably an hour and a half, two hour sessions, including lunch. And, you know, it was not the course that I'm building, but it was the, a workshop just the same. So, yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, right, so I mean, people are learning all the time and you, you've got to, some of these business owners, you got to hit over the head with a two by four for them to go, oh, right. I don't like voicemail either. <laughs> well, let's so talk let's about, talk what's, about engaging. what's engaging. I'm bringing, I'm bringing up, your, up triangle your triangle of trust. Of trust. What, I th what I like to say is those three principles, if you're really operating a business on those three principles and doing it really well, you will the, output, the natural output of doing things that way is trust. And in this, in this world today, uh, maybe even more so than six months ago before Corona, COVID, whatever this thing is, trust, was, trust is even more important now than it was six or eight months ago. Because I want to know if the person who's walking in my door, perhaps to deliver something or do, to do a service at my house, make sure they're not sick. Make sure they're wearing a mask. You know, uh, what about people touching stuff? I mean, we're, we're hypersensitive now because of this corona thing. And so, and I think trust is, it, tr trust is really the holy grail of any, frankly, any personal or business relationship. And unless you're authentic and transparent and immediate, even in personal relationships, you're not going to build any trust. So, so whether you apply this to your business experience and to your business opportunities or your personal experience, I think it applies equally. You said the magic word, like Groucho Marx used to say, you win $200 because you said 
the relationship number. And, and I totally agree with you that live and in person, it's all about relationships in social media and in the virtual world. It's all about relationships. So we need to engage. And that's why I'm such a huge advocate of doing video, whether it's a video hybrid podcast webcast like this or TikTok or, you know, keep on going with all the different forms of video. We get an immediacy and we get an authenticity. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. And authenticity is, so you know, what does authenticity really mean? So so when I would do these courses, these workshops, I'd ask the audience, so what's authenticity? To you and they would look kind of dumbfounded and then we'd sort of peel that back and say well it's really about your values and what you really value in the world and you need to make sure that that's out there in social media on your website it, it needs to become very clear when somebody stumbles upon you or comes to your digital presence whatever that is whatever form that is whether it's a page on Facebook or an Instagram thing or wherever it is, that some, some sense of your authentic self comes through there. Like, why do you do what you do, John? And why do I do what I do? Right? I mean, yep. my great-grandfather started a grocery business in West, Western PA. He was an entrepreneur. Didn't speak a stitch of English, but he started a grocery business. My father was a sole practitioner. My mother started an events fundraising planning business in LA in the mid 80s you know she was kind of ahead of her time so you know small business and entrepreneurship has been in my lifeblood and I've been studying it for 30 years so you know that's that's how I bring I think I bring some authenticity to what I'm talking about so you know but all businesses that that has to show through otherwise you'll be put in the scrap the, the heap of well, they're all the same, and if they're all the same, that's a commodity experience, and a commodity experience is just a race to no money and no profit. You know, mm -hmm. that's why it's called commoditization, because there's nothing left for anybody. And yeah, so, ordinary. yeah, it's got to really show through in what you do. Yeah. So, and that, that's actually, we're going to be talking about that. I'll put in a little plug for next week's video, Mojo, because I'm going to be having Julia McNeil on, who's an actress and a coach and teacher, about deepening your video presence and connecting with your authentic self. And that, you know, that's like a, a secret to life when you're being yourself and connecting to your authentic self as a business or as an individual. Yeah. It just makes such a huge difference. Um, so I, I want to invite uh, other people in. We call the this community the community campfire, campfire and, and it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't just, be just be a conversation between the two of us. So we, so look, we forward look forward to your, to feedback. your feedback. I can see comments in either Facebook or YouTube. Uh, Jeff happened to be on Facebook, but we're the doors are now open to your questions and we can talk um, about it. So and actually we have a question here from Vince who asked, uh, how can you find that authenticity? So that's that's part of what we're going to be talking about with Julia next week. But um, looks like Neil, I can I can see you, so I can see you're ready to say something. Wow, well, video. I think but. it's really about sort of exploring your core values. And if you explore your core values, what's really important to you? And you know, is it honesty? Is it trustworthy? Those things kind of build to figure out what your authentic voice is. I remember um, 
you know, I used to run a uh, research advisory business and we had big clients. We were a small business, but we had big clients and we did a project for a big client and um, we sort of ended the project early because we made it, we, we found the information or something. And my partner wanted to bill the client and I said, we're not going to bill them. We, we ended, we, we used four weeks instead of eight, you know, whatever. And he said, really? I said, well, John, they've been clients for, with us for eight years. They pay us every year. They're great clients. Why would we try and stick them for that money? And we let the client know. And they were like, nobody's ever said that to us before. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how you know what your, you, you know, authenticity comes from here. It comes from our core. It comes from our gut. And you just have to find a way to expose it, put it down on paper. There's some lessons that I've built into my uh, online course around exploring those values that then percolate up and get synthesized into your authenticity. So, yeah, I mean, the other, I, and I like that you're pointing to values with that. The other thing I would throw in, and uh, not everybody is aware of Simon Sinek's Start With Why, which is a really great TED Talk video that those values come out of your why. And before you get into the what and how, uh, exploring the why and why are you doing this? Why are you in business? All of that kind of motivation is key. Yeah. Hey, we've got another question. Samantha wants to know uh, if you would talk more about the Think Like an App concept. She has a small service-based business. How does she start to implement Think Like an App as a small service-based business? So, so let me, John, if you don't mind, let me go into the other two pillars just a little bit. So Samantha has some context. Is that fair? Sure. So Samantha uh, and the rest of you, I don't want to, but Samantha asked the question. So authenticity is one piece. Transparency is another piece. And let me give you the sort of my view of transparency. When we become more transparent about how we do business, uh, whether I don't know what kind of business Samantha is in. If she gave me the kind of business, I'd give her some examples maybe for her own business. But um, it's about letting our customer know how we're doing. What we don't like as a modern consumer anymore is to maybe swipe a credit card and go into a black hole and maybe six weeks later out comes the service or the product. And, and who's training us? Amazon's training us. Amazon sends us a note saying, your package is left, your package is here, your package is here, your package is here. Now it's at your doorstep, okay? They're training us. I don't know if any of your listeners or viewers have the Domino's pizza tracker. That, again, is exposing us to the process of building the pizza. And all those things bring us into the experience. And when you bring people into the experience, you connect with them in a much more fundamental way. Right. Um, so, I, I, so we're getting feedback from the audience here, Neil, and I love that it's a dialogue. So fine for Amazon and uh, Domino's, but Christy is asking more generally, if you're a small service-based service business, how do you act like an app? Okay, so let me give you some examples. Uh, Service-based business. This guy I met in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, I think. He did custom window treatments, you know, that you came out, custom window treatments. 
And when he was listening to this, he said, oh, so what you're telling me, Neil, is this. I should let the customer know that the, the materials that I'm going to use for their custom window treatment have arrived. Send them a text. Your materials have arrived. Yes. Your material, you, now it's in production. Okay. It's on the production floor. Now it's in quality assurance. Now it's being wrapped to be shipped or, or wrapped to be delivered to your, to your residence or business. We, there, there's so many things that small service businesses can do that don't take uh, Amazon's billions of dollars, but are just a different way of thinking about exposing and bringing their customers into that experience. Maybe it's a, um, uh, uh, maybe it's a auto shop. That take uses well, the video me, camera. You, I happen to know yeah. Christie's is a coach, and uh -huh. Samantha's in social media marketing. She's actually part of my team. I'll be fully transparent. Um, but you know, so how do we, as a social media marketing company, be more transparent and think like an app? Well, and how I does Christie, as a coach, use either example? Obviously, I think it's bringing people into what are you doing to deliver your service to your customer or to your client. Is it, you know, showing them screenshots of your scribble notes as you sort of brainstorm about a, 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 a campaign? Is it, you know, watching um, the coach, I forgot her name, um, the coach Christy. is watching Christy, Christy watching other coaches as she's learning more about how to coach, right? It's bringing people to that we do. To deliver it on the so, value so sharing the learning experience. I mean, and, and in fact, yeah. that is what I'm doing here now. Is I'm I'm learning to do live webcast, hybrid podcasts, and that's part of what right. I'm doing. And, and you're I'm doing sharing it right that. here in public, right? Right. That's right. And so you know, yes, Amazon and Domino's have billions of dollars, but they are defining the expectations, right? They're defining the expectations of the new modern consumer. And so we have to reorient how we think about it. That's why, you know, terms and conditions, right? I mean, everybody's got terms and conditions. You know, you got to cut through all that stuff and make it very transparent. We're doing this and you're getting this. Um, you know, any number of businesses, you know, what massage therapists, what do they go through, okay, to learn their trade, that they can be more transparent about that. Maybe them getting a massage on their hands because they need the treatment too. All these things that unveil and pull up the curtains on how we do stuff is what brings people into the experience. Yeah, I'm gonna let Samantha have the last word twice. You're awesome, Neil, this is great stuff. I'm trying to keep these shows about a half hour. She she appreciated your connection that you made. And then she also said that building trust through multiple touches along the service process is, is a good way to do it. So thank you again for making the time, man. It's really a pleasure to be with you and to have this kind of professional exchange. We obviously can go on and we can do this again, but uh, time for me to move on. So thank you again for making okay. the time. I really appreciate it. You bet. So last, 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 segment last segment is Luscious, luscious Link. Segment. The tip that I want to give you, the Luscious Link that I want to give you is this guy, Ali Abdal, who is just uh, an amazing YouTuber. He's a doctor 
um, in Cambridge, England, and uh, he talks kind of fast. This is his YouTube channel, and there's just a ton of stuff here. Um, he talks about not just how to study for exams, but how to be more productive. He also, I found him originally talking about technology, um, iPads, and you know, he's talking about how does he type 156 words a minute. Uh, I also have been very inspired by him by his video quality. Um, he really produces things well, makes them user-friendly and interactive. For example, us, when we um, post the uh, you know, final edited versions of these shows. We put the time marker so that you can find it. I mean, he's not the only one doing that. There's lots of people doing it, um, and we're doing it in order to make it more user-friendly, but that's the kind of little touch that Ali has done. Um, he also, I, I can also show you his playlist. Um, anyway, there's, there's just a lot of resources. He's very thoughtful. He's very authentic, and like I said, lots of good information. I'm a digital marketing strategist, and this show is brought to you by ComBridges.com. And thank you for the members of our team who have uh, contributed. And I guess I, the, the, another way to say that is if you want other episodes of Video Mojo, we put them all on our blog at ComBridges.com. Uh, and it's been going on now for over a year. But anyway, we're being live. If you want to have your questions included and get involved in the conversation, which I really hope you will, every Friday at 10 a.m., like I said, next week, the actress, teacher, coach, amazing human being, really good friend of mine, Julia McNeil, will be here talking about how to deepen your video presence every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, you know, lunchtime, 1 p.m. in the East Coast, and we hope that you'll join us. So John Leland, bye for now. See you next week.